Grace, mercy, and peace are yours from God the Father and from the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. The word of God which we will consider today is our epistle lesson. It's found in Paul's letter to the Ephesians chapter 1, beginning at verse 3. We read as follows in Jesus' name. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in Christ with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places. He did this when he chose us in Christ before the foundation of the world, so that we would be holy and blameless in his sight. In love, he predestined us to be adopted as his sons through Jesus Christ. He did this in accordance with the good purpose of his will and for the praise of his glorious grace, which he has graciously given us in the one he loves. In him we also have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins, in keeping with the riches of his grace, which he lavished on us in all wisdom and insight. He made known to us the mystery of his will, in keeping with his good purpose, which he planned in Christ. This was to be carried out when the time had fully come, in order to bring all things together in Christ, things in heaven and things on earth. In him we have also obtained an inheritance, because we were predestined according to the plan of him who works out everything in keeping with the purpose of his will. These are the words. Heavenly Father, sanctify us by the truth. Your word is truth. Amen. In the name of Jesus Christ, your fellow redeemed, my driver's ed instructor back in 10th grade used to stress this one thing in particular, that we should always see the big picture. He meant that we should not only focus on what was directly in front of us, but that we also should keep looking well down the street at what might be farther ahead. A stalled car, a child on a bike, debris in the road. He also exhorted us to make frequent use of our rearview mirror to check on whatever might be coming up quickly from behind. Now, as we have recently shared the joy of another Christmas celebration, we're encouraged to see the big picture and to see that our Lord's birth and the salvation that he won for each of us is part of a beautiful plan. In looking at these verses of our text today, then we ask, do you see the big picture? Someone has said, in order to know where you are, you should understand where you've been. And so it's probably good for us to ask today, how did I get here? How is it on this day, January 3rd, 2021, I find myself in a Christian church, worshiping God, hearing his word, receiving Holy Communion. And along with that, we should ask, Why do I believe that the baby whose birth I just celebrated is my Lord and Savior? And therefore, we should ask, why can I be confident that when I die, I'll go to heaven? Do you see that God chose us to belong to him long ago? 
Again, we read, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in Christ with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places. He did this when he chose us in Christ before the foundation of the world, so that we would be holy and blameless in his sight. In his wisdom, God determined in eternity that we should enjoy every one of his spiritual blessings, including, foremost, the forgiveness of our sins, and with it, peace and joy, holiness before him, righteousness. Knowing that none of us could earn for ourselves any one of those gifts, God decided that we should have them all through Christ, his Son, who would obtain them for us and share them with us. God ordained this, not because he looked ahead and saw that we were such lovable people or worthy of such gifts or even that we would conjure up our own faith to accept this. No, he did this only in view of the only holy and truly lovable one, his Son, the Savior he would send. And so the apostle continues, in love he predestined us to be adopted as his sons through Jesus Christ. He did this through the good purpose of his will and for the praise of his glorious grace, which he has graciously given us in the one he loves. This election that God carried out was made before the beginning of time. Before the world was called into being, God knew you, and he firmly decided that you should belong to him, that you should live forever with him in heaven. What a comfort this is, especially when the devil tricks us and deceives us and leads us into sin and leads us to wonder if we really could be saved. It reminds us that our salvation from sin and hell was no mere fortunate accident. It was God's plan all along to make us his own children through Jesus, the coming Savior. In looking at the big picture, do you see how God carried out this wonderful plan here in time? Paul goes on, this was to be carried out when the time had fully come in order to bring all things together, things in heaven and things on earth. With the birth of our Lord Jesus in Bethlehem, the time had come for God to keep his promise and to do what he planned to do long before, which is that his own eternal son should come and be one of us. Jesus took upon himself our human flesh and he lived here as true man. He lived under the law in our place, the law we failed to obey as we should, and he gave his life into death on the cross in our place, thereby he reconciled us with God. In him we also have redemption by his blood, the forgiveness of sins in keeping with the riches of his grace, which he lavished on us in all wisdom and insight. Some of the gifts that we give and receive for Christmas are quite practical, things like socks and warm sweaters and gloves. Other gifts, though, might be called lavish. They're gifts that cost the giver a lot, 
and they're not always completely deserved. God, for Christmas, gave his son to us. And if we got nothing else, with that gift, we're set for eternity. For Jesus has paid the full ransom price for all of our sins, and he did it with his own precious blood, one drop of which is worth more than the entire world, since it is the blood of God's own everlasting Son. As true man, Jesus took our place in life, and he took our place in dying. Like all others born into this world, Jesus grew up and he lived his life and then he died. But his death was different from ours. His was an innocent death. God charged him with our sins and laid on him the full weight of all of our guilt. By his death, Jesus received the punishment you and I deserved and in the process, he lifted it from us took it away. Seeing the big picture means that we realize that it is in view of Jesus' birth and life and death that God has chosen us to be his own. And now in the present time, as we hear this good news and as it was applied to us when we were baptized and as we receive it evermore in Holy Communion, here the Holy Spirit is present to guide our hearts to grasp this good news in full trust and reliance. Each day that we live, we repent of our sins for which Jesus had to come and give his life. And we call to mind his sacrifice which won our forgiveness. Seeing the big picture means that we come to this blessed knowledge, this faith, and that through life we may come to know it better and better, and that we trust him more and more and love him each day more deeply. Seeing the big picture means that now in the present time we make use of his means of grace on a regular basis and gladly receive what he is handing us, his full forgiveness for our sins, peace with him, joy and hope. The apostle writes, in him we have also obtained an inheritance because we were predestined according to the plan of him who works out everything in keeping with the purpose of his will. In other words, this picture we're looking at never ends. It goes on forever in heaven where those who believed will be gathered together with the Lord in a timeless, blissful existence. Looking at the big picture, we can look beyond the current worries and sorrows and troubles we're facing, and we can have the constant confidence and hope for a better life coming in heaven. For there we will be free forever from every virus, every disease, from all the pain, the loss, the sorrow, the social upheaval, and financial stresses that we face in this life. Now we're standing today at the start of a new calendar year. Days and weeks and months are now waiting to be filled in with the events and the activities of our lives. The year we just ended may have seemed and felt sometimes more like a decade. What does 21 hold for us? Will it be a year 
of gain and prosperity, or will it be a year that is marked by loss? Will it be a year marked by good health or with sickness, by new joys or new sorrows? Of course, that information is not available to us. It's impossible to answer those questions. And that may be disturbing when we think about how fragile and shifting our experience here on earth can be. But as Christians, we don't have to worry, for our lives are always in God's hands, and he promises that all things work together for good to those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. We don't have to be afraid of the future, for our Father has shown us the big picture where the future ends. Do you see it? From eternity, he chose you to be his own and to lavish upon you every spiritual blessing in Jesus Christ. Here in time, in the course of your life, he kept his promise and he's given you the joy of Christmas when Jesus Christ was born, knowing that we trust that he will keep all of his promises and that he will grant us this promised inheritance to come. May God the Holy Spirit keep our eyes wide open so that we see this big picture. So may we each one commit to the regular and faithful worship of him during this new year so that this picture is never obscured, is never hidden from our sight. See the big picture and gladly worship him who has painted it for us. Amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and shall be forevermore. Amen.